You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Hey, people, I got shows coming, but I want you to be there, so listen up and get your tickets. Let's see. What's going on? Where do we got? We got Texas. I got Texas. Lots of shows in Texas. First up, February 9th, I'll be in Sugarland, Texas, a.k.a. Houston, that whole area, at the Smart Financial Center. Then on the 10th of February, I'll be in Grand Prairie, Texas, a.k.a. the Dallas-Fort Worth area at Texas Trust CU Center. Then on the 11th of February, I'll be in San Antonio, Texas, at the Majestic Theater. And last but certainly not least, I'll be in Austin, Texas at the Bass Concert Hall. Check out more dates to come at RussellPeters.com because we are always adding dates. Now for today's episode, we're looking back on funny moments from the last year because the thing is, I've had a lot of funny people on this show, so let's celebrate it. It's a compilation episode, people, because I'm busy and I'm getting married soon, so leave me alone, all right? I'm trying to stay away from people. (laughs) Anyway, so let's uh, take a look back now. And we'll have some new episodes for you sooner than you could ever call me a brown man. Enjoy. Y'all motherfuckers have no code. It's always funny. I I won't forget the time that we was on tour or we went to one of your shows and Chris Rock was on a bus. It might have been Chris Rock and somebody else when he was going to the venue. Whitney Houston had died not 24 hours earlier. And y'all was fucking going ham with the jokes. And then you went. Too soon? And we all was like, come on, Russell. And you was like, I mean, but is it ever really too soon? It's like, ne- it's it never was soon always enough. a joke. All right, so let me ask you this in terms of too soon. Uh, remember when my man, I forget which one it was, but the dude from Crisscross passed away. Right, Chris right. Kelly, RIP. God about bless. A, about a, four days into the past, and I was on stage, and somebody in the audience was like, yo, dude from Crisscross died. And I was like, damn, that's fucked up. I wonder if they're going to put him in the casket backwards. <laughs> we are fucking done. You are a savage. I remember the, when, the, day, hey, the day Michael Jackson died, I tweeted, I said, sad, I said, it's a sad day for music and the Jackson 4 tour is going to suck. Oh. Listen, can I, as comedians, can I ask y'all, because that's something that maybe just us regular humans who don't tell jokes for a living understand. We call y'all civilians. Is that that a code? (laughs) Is it a code like whoever, if it's funny, it's funny? Yep. It is, but the problem is the funny is always going to be the butt of somebody. Right. It has to be. funny to everybody else but them. I'm going to give you one more. And I think he stopped following me because of this. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne Wade was following me on, on uh, Twitter. 
And uh, this was right around the time he was playing bad. Like, he went through a stretch. Right. And after one game, he played so bad, I tweeted, yo, D-Wade shouldn't even shower after the game because he's already washed up. Wow. Wowzers. (laughs) So, you know, it's a thin line between joke and not. Right. Well, it's a joke to us. It ain't joke to them. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. That's, that's what it is. Funny, and, and and it's not like y'all would say it, and everybody's gonna go, "Ooh, that was cold. You shouldn't have said that." Somebody's going to laugh, and of if course. that's the point, of course. If the point is that if one motherfucker in the room falls out laughing, then the joke works. Hey, that's how we look at it. Yep, you've done your job. <laughs> Listen, you ain't a real comic till somebody wants to fight you. True. Wow. And I've had several incidences where people in the audience wanted to come to blows. And and, and what's so I'm crazy is I'm not even is, a crisscross fan, and I want to fight your ass. That right was now. cold. <laughs> that was so. So let me ask you this. Hold on, Aries just jumped, jumped. You do, you do, you do a hell of a DMX impress, impression. Uh-huh. We just lost X. God bless. Right. If somebody did an X joke, would that rub you the wrong not way? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. No, nah, I just, I just wouldn't do the ex joke uh, because you because you used you and you. It was a friend, right? He scared the shit out of me, man. Right. I, yeah. I, I, let me tell you, when I had came out with my comedy CD, uh, just right around the time uh, Jay Z was doing a concert at the Staples Center, so I went down there. I hung out with Meth, Meth, and me and Redman. We all went together. So I was trying to get as many celebrity endorsements as I could. So I, I saw this one. I saw this one. I said, "Yo, can you just hold up the CD?" Give me a shout out on camera. Support my man. And, and everybody did it. Buster. Everybody Snoop. So finally I see next. And on the on the CD, I did a bunch of crank calls. So I did a crank call of DMX calling First AME Baptist Church, talking to Reverend Murray about the beef with Ja Rule. So uh, X kind of heard about it. And I said, yo, X, can we? He said, yo, dog, come with me. So I walk into the, to the locker room. <laughs> And I'm all his boys come in there, and there's only one way in and one way out. Right. We, me and X, stand in in, a, in the middle, and his boys all make a circle around us. And the bodyguard, the last one, comes in, slams the door, and just stands in front of the door. And I said, X, can you with my CD? Dog, my voice. I heard some things. I don't know if it's good. Yeah. If it's not, <laughs> and, 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 and then and then the motherfucker proceeded. And and this is how I know. I'm black, but I ain't black, black. This nigga pulls out a razor blade from underneath his tongue, and he had the ability to talk with it without cutting himself. Now, I'm Huxtable's black. That's good times, nigga. (laughs) That shit. I saw that shit. It's a a fine line between, were you scared? Yes, nigga. Should have come with with gifts. But no, I, um, you did. You came with two uh, stuffed animals for my daughter. That you was with a Daffy and a and a Bugs. That was specifically for them. And I know uh, the viewers are like, "When's he gonna do voices?" You yeah. have this guy, and, and you know Daffy is just Richard Dreyfus with a lisp. That voice. That's, that's what makes sense. You yeah. know, we're not gonna line up to be a hot meal for some shark. Okay. We're dealing with a perfect eating machine, Mister Vaughn. Was there one they asked you to do that you couldn't do? Uh, again, it's, we were talking about this earlier about like, you like, say, hey, hey, Eric, can you do this? And you go, I think so. And you try and you go, oh, it sounds nothing like it. Uh, I, everybody I makes some. fun of me because my default for any impression is Lovitz. 
<laughs> Literally, everybody goes, do this. And I go, do it. And they go, that's love it. So I go, okay, let me try it again. That's still love That's still love it. Because love it is so, like, you know, he's one of those voices you just fall into. And Russell, it's, do it's, Kim Jong un. Uh, that's love it. That's love it again. <laughs> All right, people of North Korea. Yeah. Can you imagine if that's how he talked? <laughs> like, that would be amazing. I haven't shit in 10 years. <laughs> You're all under my control. Tonight? Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, and, and I saw him at the uh, the Lovitz Comedy Club back at oh, U- Universal. Universal. Uh, I've done, I did that place back in the day. That was that was the place, man. Hula-themed. Yeah, it was a very weird thing. Hawaiian-themed. Uh, but yeah, voices, it's like... Uh, sometimes I'll sit there and try to, to nail something, get things down. But it's like with Daffy, it was always bugs, right? Everyone right. wants to do bugs. That was your first? No. Uh, at home, like yeah, yeah, we're at home. That's you know, where it counts. Yeah, when when you're sitting there going, eh, "Can I do this voice?" Like, what is it about Bugs Bunny that everyone loves? And it's the hardest kind of voice to realize. He's from New York, New York, the nasal, the Brooklyn Bronx thing, and but I never thought Daffy Daffy was was something I could do until you're asked to audition for it, and then you sit down and you try to peel back the voice because Daffy, when Mel Blanc was doing the voice. He was actually doing uh, Sylvester. Nobody knows this, but he was doing Sylvester. With a different pitch. And they would pitch it up like how they, I guess, used to do it or still kind of do it with Trey Parker on South Park. Ah. When, when he's doing Cartman, he's not doing that high-pitched thing. He's kind of doing this this kind of deep kid voice thing, and they pitch it up, and for whatever reason, it turns into Cartman. Oh. So that's how Daffy's done. He's actually doing Sylvester's voice, but then they... They raise it. But when I'm doing it, it's like a self-pitched voice. Like how when you do Levitz, it's a self. Son of a pitch. <laughs> Son of a pitch. <laughs> this is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So I did this TV show. Go ahead, look it up, called Sing Your Face Off. And we had to imitate famous singers. So I'll go, I could do Pavarotti. And then I'm listening to him and I'm like, I'm an idiot. Why did I say that? He's the guy, he's so amazing. And I had I sing La Donne Mobile and I had to hit this high note. That's that's me as Elton John. And a, a fat Elton. I look, you know, Elton John. So I go, I couldn't hit this high note. And they and they had a singing teacher, Roger Love, who's great, but I still couldn't get it. And then I found a video on YouTube of a Pavarotti explaining how he sings. I went, oh. Was it in English? 
Yeah, and then called covered singing. You can look it up. He explains how he sings. And and they go, that's the way you do it. Of course, he knows. Then I found another video. And Roger Love's a great guy, by the way, and a great singing coach. But I but I, I wasn't able to, the way he was saying it, I couldn't do it. And um, this show, Sing Your Face Off, it's all over the world in 40 countries. It's very popular. But it's hard to find people to do it because you've got to be able to sing and imitate other singers. And the best one I did was I did a Roy Orbison, and it was like spooky. If you can find it, Russell. Find it, Eddie. Farts. I mean, paters. <laughs> but anyway, my point is, if you want to sing, I said to somebody, well, what does Frank Sinatra do that's so great? And they go, well, it's, it's phrasing. It's the, they can't explain it. And there's a thing on, if you go on Google, go Tips on Popular Singing by Frank Sinatra, a book about how to sing, and he explains breathing which is different than any teacher explains it. And that's my point. And it works like a charm. And, and if you practice it, and, and basically he says, every teacher will go, well, you, you breathe in the air and you push your diaphragm out, you push it in, it's this. Frank Sinatra says, no, breathe in the air through your nose so you don't dry out your vocal cords. And he goes, your, che your, your chest fills with air, you know, your lungs fill with air and your chest expands. Now he goes, don't let your chest go back in. Now, to, and that's what your focus is on, your ribcage not going back in. Well, to do that, you, have to, you, you, you use your stomach muscles. And you, and it, but it's just a different thing to focus on, and it works. And if you combine that with Pavarotti having your throat open and relaxed and just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And, I, I mean, and then you just practice it every day, and you get better and better and better to the point where uh, Russell Peters says, John, we're doing a whole podcast in an hour. I just want you to sing. And I go, no, you're not paying me. You can sing, though. I Didn't think you... so. I mean, I try. You know, I never said I'm, I'm a professional singer, but I love to sing. And I've gotten to sing with Robbie Williams. My friend got me a job at, at a, who's the biggest rock star. Yeah, the Royal Albert Hall, not his album. And I got to sing at Dodger Stadium a bunch, and I sung at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> But I mean, I sing way better now because I learned from Pavarotti and Frank Sinatra, the two greatest singers ever. I go, that's who you listen to. That's my point. I mean, the two greatest white singers ever. Let's not negate Aretha Franklin and all the good ones. I'm not saying she's not a great singer, but but what I she think you're wrong. They're two of the greatest singers ever. You know, Robbie was living in L.A. for a while. Isn't he? Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he moved back to England though. I don't know. He was huge. But his address was... I'm kidding. So now, ironically, this is Robbie. He's doing a song Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby sang, Well Did You Ever. I'm singing okay, and I don't think I'm singing great on this. I think you sound I'm trying to. Good. I'm trying to imitate Bing Crosby. What a swell party this is. I sing better now. Russell won't eat cow because he's from India. Culturally canceled, politically incorrect. Don't eat a cow. <laughs> Don't eat a burger. But I'll eat pork and you won't. And I won't. It's a different religion. Enjoy your shellfish. Oh, you can. I can't. <laughs> How was it staying with brother all winter? It was much nicer than the other years, especially nicer than last year. 
And I had a nice time. I enjoyed it with Chrissy. I enjoyed whatever little time we had with Chumpy, even though Chumpy was clinging to daddy all the time. Well, he's a daddy's but, boy, uh, you know, he misses yeah, me. But it, it, was a, it was a nice four and a half months, but I couldn't wait to get back home. It's true. She was chomping at the bit. Yeah. Chomping. Towards the end, I wanted to come home badly. And now I'm happy to be home. And now you're also off quarantine. We both I'm are. I'm off quarantine, but I still can't go anywhere because I don't drive. You say it like that's new information. Yeah, that's wow. When information. did you stop driving? When did you stop driving? Oh, when, when is it that when, made you give up your I license? I stopped driving when they took my license away. <laughs> <laughs> Mom has never driven. I've yeah. never just, driven. Just Mom had a learner's permit and she waited until the last day to go for a license. Then she crashed into a wall. No, I didn't crash into a wall. The wall I crashed just, into you? No, I just uh, thought I saw a truck coming and hit the little bank. I didn't crash it. I just tipped it and they failed me. And I didn't go back. And I'm not sorry. Now that we have Uber. Well, that only well that was 1980. What year was that one? 1986 or something? No, 1982. 1982. So I mean, 40, you, you waited 40 years. years 40 years to get this Uber going. <laughs> 40 years later, there but was Uber. But I didn't Uber. need an Uber then. I had my friends. Well, you also had dad, mom. Dad. I, I think, had dad. Uh, more importantly, had, you had dad. Then 17 years later, I have all my friends around me who take me out. So there you go. Oh, you mean 17 years after dad? Yeah. Right, yeah. gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's been 17 years since our dad died. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just to be clear yeah. for the show. Yeah, because otherwise, <laughs> no, they didn't start driving my mom around in 1999. Well, I have a license to drive everybody up the wall, so that's That's okay. 17 years. <laughs> Huh? To drive after everybody. 82? It's 99? Oh, I thought you were talking about 99 till now. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. This is the problem when we get together. We all have our own conversations in our head. Mom will, mom will be literally talking about one thing and then it'll just, and it'll be like, you know, I got to go to Walmart and get some baking soda. Oh, Russ, remember your friend that died? Yeah. I thought this had something to do with baking soda. Yeah. I, I thought of him the other day. I'm wow. like, what the hell? <laughs> so I got new information from mom a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, about where our grandmother's from. Did you know this? This is mom's mom. Mom's mom. Where's mom's, mom's mom, mom from? Mom's, mom's grandma. Mom's grandma. So our great-grandmother. So who's from a Sam? Not a Sam. My, my great-grandmother apparently was from the tea gardens. I don't know who she was. But that That's, was in a Sam. I think it was in a Sam at the tea estate. So that was your grandmother's mother? My great-grandmother. Yeah. So that'd be your grandmother's yeah. mother. Yeah. You never met her. No. No, no. I never met her. I never met my grandmother's brothers. My grandmother had two brothers. Really? You never met them? No. Where were they? One died and then one... He's harder to meet. Idiot. One was going to become a priest and then he left to look Ooh. after his two sisters. And then that was it. I never saw them. Yeah. I don't know who they were. So you never even met the priest one? No. What happened? Did he, he ever never, become he a priest? He never became a priest. No. He oh. never became he a priest. He wasn't in Calcutta? Yeah, they were all in Calcutta. And he never met his grandniece? Because he died. He died in oh. the meantime. He died young. He in the meantime, sick. I'm just going to die. No, you know. <laughs> Let's just write this guy out of the movie right now. He died. And, in the uh, meantime, uh, this guy dies. Yeah. Wow, no, waiting he to become died. a priest. Wow. He, he got very sick and he died. And that left my granny and her sister. That's it. Hmm. Did you meet her sister? Yeah. 
Oh. Auntie Gertie. You met her too. Oh yeah, Auntie Gertie. Oh, right. Yeah, Uncle John's Uncle John's mom. Right. Oh, that's yeah. who Auntie Gertie was. Yeah, my granny sister. Gertie Gertie. Yeah. You met her. Yeah. Gertrude. That was Auntie yeah, Gertrude. Aunt Gertrude. Yeah. And what was grandma's name? Jessica. Jessica. It's a good name. Mm-hmm. That name seems ahead of its time then. Yeah. Jesse. Gertrude's like mm. right in line with that time. Gertie. <laughs> Auntie Gertie. Thank God grandma got the good name, huh? Yeah. Grandma got to go to Grandma Gertie's. I got the name from Maureen O'Hara. Did you? Oh. Yeah. She like Gone with the Wind? Because my mother was a great uh, fan of Maureen O'Hara. So I got her name, and my brother Morris got his name from Morris Chevalier. Wow. And what about Uncle Roger? I don't know where he got his name from. Maybe they had a walkie-talkie? <laughs> Roger. <laughs> yeah, Roger. <laughs> and by the guy that wanted to be a priest. Who <laughs> <No. laughs> <We> died. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Roger. Dear old Uncle Roger. <laughs> and what about on your dad's side? Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championships with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PETERS and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PETERS. For 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's recap first of all. Charles Barkley. <laughs> paintings. Yeah. Spanish, AFib. AFib. Um, and the five fiancés. That's the name of my that's the name of my next special, Russell and the Five Fiancés. Five fiancés. I like that you're able to commit partially though. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can <laughs> I mean that's like I remember I was gonna get married, I was gonna propose to my wife. It took me a while, but I got cold feet, but it was it was going to be before Halloween. That was my I set this time limit, and I went out. I got a pumpkin, and I got a diamond ring, and I was going to place the diamond ring inside the pumpkin from the bottom, mm-hmm. and then say, "Hey, Ann, you want to carve a pumpkin tonight? We'll have some champagne and stuff." And she'd find the ring as we're carving, and I proposed to her. Right. Every time I went over to her house, I get the pumpkin out that I had all carved out. I get the ring from the top of the door frame. Mm-hmm. And I'd set it all up, put it in the trunk of my car, go to her house, and I'd check it out. And Halloween came and went, and it was. And I returned the ring. No, I returned the ring after Thanksgiving because I put it in a turkey for a while because I was going to propose during Thanksgiving. <laughs> you had a collection of pumpkins and rings. Yeah, and rings. And then Easter came along, and that rabbit was not happy with that, <laughs> that ring going up there. I really had to force it, but. Uh, 
<laughs> ended up marrying the rabbit. <laughs> I would have expected more kids from that. <laughs> Those things fuck like bunnies. Oh, man. Uh, How about that guy that put the ring in her drink and the woman uh, drank the drink and then she started choking and she died? Did she really? Yeah, that happened. What happened? Like in Cincinnati, he put he put the ring in her drink. And, you know, was it a mood ring? I was like, no, no. And I guess because she died in a bad she mood when she went to drink and she'd see it. Guy's clearly a fucking moron, and she drank it and it went down her throat and she started choking. And he goes, "Oh, the ring's in there." And then she they try to get it out, and then I think, well, she either is it a trigonometry or they trigonometry. <laughs> Oh, it was algebra. Call? Algebra, you think of algebra. algebra. <laughs> what do you call it when they put the thing here? Tracheotomy. 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 It's for the Greek. It's a Greek word. Meaning ring. Ring and throat. Yeah, it means complex math. <laughs> When I went to Japan, bro, I never experienced—I never experienced nothing like that in my life. That yeah. fan base, the fan base, over, anywhere overseas we went, it was amazing, bro. Except for the time I got stuck in a sauna in Tokyo, but that was—I <laughs> was too stuck I, in a sauna. I was too big. I, I got in the sauna, and and and, and, I, and the walls got hot, and my shoulders was wide, and I tried to get out and kept burning. I kept burning myself, and I was like, oh, and I had to—you <laughs> swelled up. <laughs> that shit, oh, that shit was different. I got a story. I, I was in Japan. Uh, on the, on doing a show, and uh, you know I had just come from Europe doing big festivals, jumping a crowd out there. You know, it's, they catch you. Oh yeah, that's yeah, oh, yeah. What the fuck happens when you staged out, right? Yeah. You know, and uh, so this is my first time performing in, in Japan, and so um, I saw the crowd was rocking. Don't tell everybody, me you tried to stage. Everybody was making eye contact. Oh, I I made the motion. I'm about to jump. Crowd was massive. It was big, right? So um, I back up a couple steps, again acknowledging I'm about to jump into the crowd, guys. Here I come. I don't know if you're going to understand me, but I'm about to come now. Go hit the motherfuckers. Them motherfuckers cleared oh. the whole area. Oh, no. oh they red seed you? They red seed me. I hit the ground oh. full on. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Full on. Sh shoulder. Because oh, that's how far I was in the air before I realized they were getting out of the way. Oh, right? Man. So when I when I got up, <laughs> when I got <laughs> that's fucked so, up. So I was trying to get up, and they all came right back in and started patting me. Like, oh, oh. Can't believe you're here. <laughs> they were patting me. Like, 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 it was like a thousand pats, and they were being very nice about shit. They weren't like hurting me, but it was just like, oh. And so, so once I got up and I actually got to the front of the stage, I stopped the show, and I was like, hey, translator. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. What I what just happened? How come they didn't catch me? The motherfucker said so something to the audience. The motherfucker was like, "Oh, like the, it did never dawned on them yeah. that to catch me was an option." You know what I'm saying? They just thought he's coming down here he with tried, us. He they said, "We're gonna was, do this they again." Thought, they thought it was some wrestling shit. No, yeah. no. Yeah, you went from I, exhibit to exhibit exhibit A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was you were like, coming okay. off the top row. Right. So, so note to self. 
Don't fucking stage dive in Japan. I never thought. Oh. I never had it in my heart. I never would stage that. Never. Fuck yeah, that. no. I don't think never they were ready for that. It was just not not having it. Certain it cats, like, you got to be a certain weight to do that shit. Dudes like Red Man. Well, I wasn't. I'm a lot bigger now. It was, it yeah, was a lot, I, I, I can't fuck with that shit. Yeah. So you were midair when you realized that they. Oh yeah. All oh, I wish I could have seen. Oh slow yeah. Because they they all knew it. That we all we thought we were on the same page until the very last moment. Oh my. I thought God. they understood where I was coming from. Everybody. I thought they understood they was about to catch me. I didn't realize it till I was here. Oh, they understood where and you were coming from. And then it was like, it went from this ah, to, oh. <laughs> they had flashbacks to Nagasaki. That's what happened. Oh, <laughs> God damn. Nagasaki. <laughs> so, oh. wait up. How far was you up in the air? Oh, man. I, when you, know, you realized they started the, parting. Because the, the stage was, a, was about a foot over, uh, maybe a couple inches oh, over hell. where they, their hands could. Their hands could. Oh my God! <clears throat> uh, no, that w- that was a different one. That was at the World something, but that 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 was around the same show. You though. had that Ving Rains moment and, and man, fucking Pope Fiction. Man, that shit, that shit was <laughs> that shit was crazy because I was turning, I was turning like this, like to you know to, for them to catch That's me. That's crazy. Right? Uh, so I can't catch myself when I'm motherfucking hitting the ground. I'm like oh shit! I, I didn't I didn't trust the audience. You didn't enough. get injured. No, no, it was, it, wasn't that, it was a wooden floor, thank God, it yeah. wasn't concrete, right? And so, oh, boom, hit that motherfucker, and they submerged right back on me. Oh! oh. <laughs> that was fucking crazy. Like, I couldn't get up. What was they patting on you for, man? I don't know, but it was full on... They were they were acknowledging his greatness. Dude, dude, dude. I'm like, that was like, you'll be face, all right, you'll be all right. On the net, every, my whole shit, nobody was helping me up. They were all patting me. That's funny as shit. That's funny. I was like, what the fuck is happening oh, right here? So I get up, then finally get up. Did you finish the, the show at least? Absolutely. I was oh, just yeah. trying to clarify that moment. I was like, yo, what the fuck just See, happened? I'm different. I would be like, fuck y'all, nigga. Fuck all you. The motherfucker was like, yo, dude, they did not know they were supposed to catch you. Oh, Straight yeah. up. I was like, what? And I was like, okay. Yeah, just, nah, let's I, go. Do, 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 do. Went show. Show went great. It, but it was, uh, it was one of those moments that, you know, you just never expect going overseas. You know what I'm saying? Damn. My stomach had to get, when we went to India, I, I lost 10 pounds in India. I wasn't, I was eating every day. Culturally can't, I shit my pants in India. I'm not going to lie. It, I, it was it was delicious, but it just did not want to stay inside of my body at Yeah, because it's all like not processed. <laughs> so good though. Everything's not in other countries. Shit ain't processed. Yeah, like because they don't give a fuck about the shelf life. They're not trying to just make it. money. They're just trying to sell you food. Oh, and so that's good. the difference in America. Everything is like to last longer, so they can make more money. Yep. You can put it on yeah. the shelf, <laughs> and they don't give a fuck about a fly land. I fly land on my hamburger. I'm throwing that shit away. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm not I'm, eating no. If a fly lands on anything. I'm throwing that shit away. Motherfuckers be chefing. I'll be seeing videos of these motherfuckers chefing and flies landing on shit. They still chefing. I'm like, who's going to eat this? <laughs> some some fly just came halfway around the world with shit chips on his feet and walked all shit over your chips. <laughs> oh, wow. Landed on your food and now you eat that shit? No oh, way. Man. I'm not doing it. I'm yeah, it doesn't doing. bother me. No stinks. I eat on the street in India, so I, you know, fucking, I'm whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. Fuck it is what I couldn't. And my dad was a meat inspector, so everything was good to us. I was like, my dad, it's still good. Eat it. Yeah. <laughs> it says it expired a month ago. It said best before. <laughs> that means it's still good. It just would have tasted better one month ago. 
I can't do flies, though. I, I, I don't want no Mm-mm. fly land. I said fries, bitch, not flies. <laughs> there's a there's a video guy of an Indian dude that cooks in the woods and shit out on 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 YouTube. I always watching from India. Yeah, he's an Indian dude. He comes out there, oh, man, he right? wraps himself up in his skirt. He has this big old giant pot, and he's cooking fly souffle. Everything he, everything oh. he got got flies landing on this shit. He just go. But he made it. This shit looks delicious, man. <laughs> but there's flies on it. <laughs> yeah, like, but here's what you don't understand is that it gives the flies the run so they don't come back. Oh, damn. <laughs> My thing is, you don't see what this little fly is just. He's, he just jumped off of this big piece of elephant shit and he landed on your sandwich. <laughs> and now he's marching all these shit prints all over your burger. <laughs> shit prints. <laughs> I'm not doing <laughs> I'm not doing that, son. You better than me, Russ. I don't know how you do that shit. Hey, it's Johnny Shit Prince. (laughs) That's enough. That's enough. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great? At any age, every age. That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Francis Quendo never got treated properly. Yeah, and he was a good fighter. He was a good fighter, yeah. What about you, Eric Schwartz? Who'd you I beat? don't fight. No. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Did you ever get like, in a fight before? I, yeah, and that scared me. For, I don't even watch boxing anymore. That's how bad I got beat yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. Scotty Hatch, he's beat the shit out of me. Scotty Hatch. Scotty Hatch. I, was, I still remember his name. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I know his face. <laughs> I know his address. <laughs> if you remember his name, you got the brakes beat Yo, up. Yeah. Dude, check this out. I would get getting beat up every day after school. And um, to the point where I just, I, my dad was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to go, we're going to address this. We're going to go over to Scotty Hatch's house <laughs> and we're going to talk to his, his parents. Now keep in mind that my dad looks exactly like me, but with a sweet ass pimp ass comb over. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. So it's like big guy, little guy of the same person going over this guy's house and the same thing with Scotty Hatch and his dad. Scotty Hatch's dad is the big version of this fucking bully. He's just as much of an asshole. Yeah, he, and he opens the door. He goes, hey, what's up? Can I help you? And he go, and my dad goes, yeah, your son has been beating up my son, Eric. <laughs> and this guy did not give a shit. He turns around. He goes, hey, Scotty, you been touching this kid? He goes, no. And he goes, 
Looks like he hasn't touched him. <laughs> Staring down my dad. Like, <laughs> like the fuck you going to do about it? Yeah. Wow. And what we ultimately had to do, we, uh, we moved. Yeah. No, that's a true story. I swear to God, that's not a true story. I swear, that's did that move you to protect you from a kid in the neighborhood? I don't well, know if that was that, the reason. That moved to protect himself from the father. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, we're Jews. Uh, we're yeah. Jews with glasses. Well, yeah. they, they have, Israel, Palestine, and never left. So yeah, that's true. We're not Israelis. We're yeah. There's a difference between Jews and Israelis. We're like Southern California Reformed Jews. Yeah. Dude, the closest thing when I was a kid with bully shit, and it wasn't bully shit. But my father always taught, he had me shooting twenty twos in the garage. I was a little kid. He taught me how to box, taught me how to fight, all of that shit. So I was a fighter in school. I put kids in headlocks, whatever. Somebody fuck with me. The older kids, I beat up the older kids. Yeah. But then my father, he was in Vietnam. He went a little crazy, and he became a preacher man. And he became Prince Omar, the Black Angel. And he started going to door to door selling Bibles. Like, Jesus. His name was Prince Omar. Yeah, that's what, yeah, yep, that's what the neighborhood called him. And he's like the Black your dad? Angel. Yeah, yeah. So but he's white. He's right? black. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he's he's white. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> half and half and his uh, uh, father's Scottish. Yeah. So, so Prince Omar, the Black Angel, is walking in the neighborhood selling Bibles, all this shit. And he says, "Son, the the man with courage keeps his hands in his pockets and walks away." You know. So he's teaching me not to fight now. My whole life he told me to fight, right? So this is like third, fourth grade. And I'm like, <laughs> so kids was in a park talking shit. And I was like, the man with courage. You know, and I walked away. And he's like, he's a pussy. I'm like, no, I'm the brave one. My father told me. So for like fucking two months, I'm like walking away from fights. Like my dad told me courage, you know? Yeah. And then I told him, I said, dad, they called me name. And he said, oh, you can fight. Like, oh, yeah. So then I started fighting again. And, and, it, and it, got, it got past it, you know? But, but oh, you know, you know what? To, no. One time. Bully, I got beat up by the older kids. Yeah. Like three kids jumped me and I got beat up. And and it was like 14 already. I was like 10, 11, and, and they had mustaches and shit. At 14? Yeah, yeah. Like little, little baby. Old you know, ass kids you got in. No, they hit, not like, like, you know, 14 year old kids. Yeah, that first puberty, mustache. They got that little bullshit. Because... Yeah, so. Uh, so yeah, I remember I pulled up. My dad drove the Trans Am. He, he was the neighborhood star, you know, Vietnam veteran, crazy guy. Everyone was scared of him. Side note: yeah. Which yeah. Trans Am was it? The the, the smoky, the good one, oh, the six point six one. one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That was a dope one. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he pulls up uh, uh, the next day on the bus, and uh, he gets on the bus. My father got on the bus, and he said, "Hey, I forgot to get Eric or this guy, that guy." He said, he said "Yo." Um, I know who your father is. I know who your father is. You beat up my son. I'm gonna beat up your daddy. I'll be, I know who your oh, father shit. lives. And everything. Like, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, my dad. Did they have your kid? Did the kids in your neighborhood say my dad could beat up your dad? No, they like, knew. No, they knew they couldn't fuck with my. In Utah, yeah. they say my dad could beat up your dad. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you're right. My dad. <laughs> my dad sells ladies' clothing out of a truck. <laughs> <laughs> It's well, a, your boy. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, I was gonna say he had a store on wheels, and he went around and so <laughs> on the. Uh, he was like, like the food truck of clothes. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was ahead of his time. Schmata salesman, they call that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he did sell the schmata. He smelled the schmatas. <laughs> I was bullied a lot growing up until uh, yeah. I was fifteen. Then I started boxing and never got bullied again. And then you but became it was bad, like Lennox Lewis and everybody. Yeah, I mean, no, but I see Lennox and I. Like I knew Lennox when I was because I would see him at tournaments in Canada, yeah. at boxing tournaments. I always saw him. I would always be like, what's up? But we didn't really know each other then. Yeah, yeah. And then as we got older and we started doing things, like we traveled in the same circles, we became, we've been friends for a long time now. But yeah. um, but Did I was getting- spar? Did you spar with them? Not with Lennox. I was oh. 147, dog. Oh. I'm not fucking sparring with a heavyweight. I, I sparred with a heavyweight one the, who's time. Who's the, uh, the best fighter you ever sparred with? 
Uh, there was a guy that I grew up with named Willie who... Um, oh, you never sparred with a pro? No. Oh, I thought you were... No, well, my, my coaches were like pro fighters and now like DeWitt yeah. Fraser and Rick Suse and them, but yeah. they they weren't trying to spar with me. I wasn't good enough to spar with a fucking yeah. pro. I'm, I'm out of shape. I was with, you know, Ice Scully, John Scully, you know, yeah, yeah. professional fighter. Yeah, he trained John Chad Scully. Dawson with the Hopkins fight and I was in his town in Connecticut. He's like, yeah, get in the ring for three rounds. I was like, you know, he's 40, 50, 49, 50 years old, but like, you know, I'm tall and, and, and he, he kept it easy on me. I was like drawing like little jabs and he threw like little thing and I felt my nose go like, and I was like, oh shit, if you really want to fucking break my nose in one second, yeah, those professional fighters, yeah. I can't do that. Well, when I started, I started training out here for a little bit in LA and uh, I would train with Ricky Quiles, Ricky Showtime Quiles. He, 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 uh, he beat Edner Cherry for the title. Oh wow! At one point, and uh, but Ricky was slick too. So you too. did spar with a professional. I, yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, like in the eighties, I didn't. In, in the two thousands, yeah, it's not ever. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, as I got older, yeah, I got in the ring with some professionals. Oh, it's, yeah. just, it's it's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, they see everything you're about to throw, and I'm like, God damn, am I projecting that fucking hard? And stamina, like you'd be like, oh fuck, <laughs> out of yeah, breath. Yeah, he'd be laughing. Yeah. But I would get him like every now and then with like a hook off the jab or something like pop yeah. pop. And I remember one time he uh, he hit he did something I did so he did something and was like ah oh, okay 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 my bad right he did the the you know the touch gloves yeah, yeah, yeah. after and then he went to do it again and then he hit me oh, and he goes you never touch gloves twice you know you're saying sorry twice you say sorry once you don't say fucking oh, sorry twice <laughs> I was like all right my bad and then all right and then and then I did the second one he went pop and I was like motherfucker he goes never say sorry twice you only say sorry once <laughs> I always wanted to try boxing. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, the training. <laughs> you left the fucking neighborhood. No, the training. Join boxing a move. He's like, <laughs> the thing that kept me back is is um, the thing that kept me you back. No, stick is, and move doesn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, stick and move. move. Yeah, get your shit moved out of town. It's not a real estate thing. Uh, no, the thing that kept me back from it is getting hit. Like, I want to do the training part of it, but like, can you do that? Like, I want to. Okay, I, I got advice you? for you. Yeah, you know, you know what you do? Fencing. Offensive. No, that's, 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 yeah. that's not even comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I hate getting hit in the head, getting a headache, a fat lip, or fucking. I hate sparring now. You know, it's like when I was a kid, I, I used to box in my neighborhood. You know, but but uh, um, uh, you're from I, Long Island, right? Yeah. When when uh, Buddy McGird, all of the. Uh, oh yeah, I tra- Buddy's trained me. Uh, a couple no, times. I didn't train with Buddy. I'm saying, no, I trained with Buddy a few times. Yeah. Buddy lives out here. Yeah, he lives. Uh, I should have invited his ass over. Blue yeah. Moon. I never trained with Buddy. He's a great guy. But um, but what I was saying is when I went to England. Uh, it's just like fucking boxing. You, you know, it's like the, the yeah. sports, the jab, and mm-hmm. and all they're doing is like poking you. It's not like you're not getting a headache afterwards. All got. your I bodies. Jujitsu would be good for you too. I've been yeah. training jujitsu for six years. But man. you also get they uh, throw you, you on get the hit, floor, right? You, you know, up. you start on the floor. Oh, okay. You, you start on the floor. You get yeah. You you, you and listen. Jujitsu. Snap your arm. No, see, jujitsu is easier because you're not going to get to that place. Um, right away where they start fucking you up they're going to teach you how <laughs> yeah. to get fucked up first and okay okay they're going to show you to this is what you can it. do but this is what they can do and then eventually once you start getting more comfortable with knowing these little pieces of the puzzle yeah. you'll start rolling with guys and you'll know like you'll trust the guys that you're fighting with okay and just get... like on the street no no okay um, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we got a um, 
get some of those guys to train them, and then we'll call that kid from his childhood and we'll do yeah. a trail of oh, now. Yeah, let's call you know, him out. Your childhood I need movie. closure. Yeah, you know what? Yo, honestly, <laughs> that's a show. That's a show. We yeah. just thought of it, man. Oh, oh, there was that show. That is a show. Get the that's nerd with the bully. Yeah. And train the nerd. Which one am I? Which one am I? Do it. You're definitely the bully. Childhood bully. Maybe I am the bully because I'm calling his ass out. And saying, you face me one what more was his time. Name again? Scotty Hatch. Shotty I don't Hatch. know if he still goes by Scotty. It's probably Scott by now. <laughs> Who, who's the jiu jitsu master that you're always in pitches with? Oh, that's John Jack Machado. He's one of the best. John ever Jack it. Machado. We're going to get you in. Teach, he's going to teach you how I'm to in. Up, uh, what's the guy's name again? Scotty, Scotty Hatch. Hatch. <laughs> what was his dad's name? Scotty Senior? I probably. Is your dad Eric Senior? And yo, no. we're going to get your dad. My dad, my dad has a gangster ass name. What's your, your dad's, dad's name? Fight him. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's dad. Oh, my God. He just had back surgery. Perfect. <laughs> uh, my dad's name is Lester. Lester Schwartz. Well. Lester Schwartz. And his clothing business was called Get More From Less. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you like the podcast, please be sure to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts so more people can find out about it. And if you didn't like it, go fuck yourself. And follow us on Instagram at Culturally Cancelled and Culturally RP on Twitter. We're also on YouTube if you want to see what the backyard kind of looks like. You don't really see what the backyard looks like. You just see where my smoking section looks like. And you could probably sneak a peek in the house, you weirdo. Also, we have a phone line now, so call and leave a message. You can ask me about whatever you want to ask me about. Hip-hop, parenting, food, boxing, MMA, relationships, comedy, sex. I don't give a shit. Ask me whatever you want, and I'll do my best to answer your question. If you want to leave a message, the phone number is 424-666-1983. That's 424-666-1983. Until next week, I'm Russell Peters. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.